Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Social influence. How do we get people to believe in a particular point of view that you'd like them to uh, believe? Or how do you get them to change a particular point of view they have in favor of the one that you would rather them believe in? When I did my uh, Ph.D., dissertation. It goes back to 1965 and 7 and 8. I did a study on the issue of social influence. I looked at the kind of people that influence others to become hypnotized and the kind of people that influence others to change their point of view or to believe a particular point of view or to espouse a particular point of view. So it was an important study in a number of ways because we need to understand who are the influencers and who are the people who are influenced by others. And it is indeed an interaction between those two factors. There are some people that will be influenced by a particular person, but not by another particular. And we need to understand, you know, what that is. And let me just kind of identify several uh, factors that seem to play a strong role in getting people to espouse a particular point of view, political point of view particular. We're in a very hot, uh, very heated debate at this point in time on a number of issues, and we are trying to get people to espouse a particular point of view that has political ramifications and advanced by one political party, but not advanced by another political party. In fact, the opposite point of view is taken. So there's a conflict and conflict of interest and a conflict of debate that prevails in our society today. And who are you going to be influenced by? Who are the people you listen to? Who are the people that you believe in? Who are the people that you allow to persuade you to a a particular point of view that you didn't hold before? You're subject to a great deal of political influence. You're subject to a great deal of uh, opinions that prevail in the marketplace today today, and and they're there for you to espouse because people want you to believe in it. How do we get that to happen? How do we get people to believe in our point of view? Whether it's right or wrong, it's just personal. It's just our point of view. How do we get people to... Well, here's how we do it. We create titles. We take an issue and we make a big issue out of it. And then that arouses attention and arouses people to uh, pay attention and to listen and to read and to uh, try to understand and to get involved in the issue. For instance, in the uh, January um, uprising in the uh, Capitol building in Washington, it was actually January 6th, that has now been labeled as armed insurrection, as an armed insurrection. Now, that wording right there draws our attention to this issue. Armed insurrection. Wow, what a deal that is. So we become very committed and very involved in that particular point of view or that particular news of the day. We're geared towards it. Armed insurrection. Now, it isn't a matter whether that's true or not. It isn't a matter whether that's uh, that actually happened or not. But it draws our attention and we then see it as a more powerful event than maybe it really was and if we're persuaded to think of that term by somebody of a particular political party or point of view then we're attracted to that so we have to be careful when we hear terms that are used to identify an event armed insurrection well you know what the research since january 6th not over yet but the research in January 6th that was not an armed insurrection. There's no evidence of that, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But that's one way. We give give an event a great presence in our life by giving it a title. Well, here's another one. We repeat many, many, many times. We have a phrase that we just repeat 
We have a news item that we repeat over and over and over and over again. We have a term that we use over and over again. And that draws people's attention. And it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. It doesn't matter whether it's, it's false or not. It's just a particular event that is identified in a way. And we repeat that phrase. We repeat that wording over and over and over again. And the more we repeat it, the more public believes it believes it to be true, believes it to be important, believes it to be to actually have happened. So if you want to make people believe in something, keep repeating it. Repeat the message over and over again in different ways, but keep repeating it. And the more you repeat it, the more likely people will buy into it. Here's another one. Speak firm. Speak firm. Speak very authoritative. You know, if you're going to announce something, you announce it as very true gospel truth. And you speak with great firmness and great definite. And that will persuade people. Sit up and listen. Persuade people to attend. Will persuade people to uh, connect with this particular news item or this particular event that you want them to believe in. So the more you can speak firmly, the more you can speak in a very definite way and like you have power in back of it or that you really believe it yourself, then people will tend to believe. Here's another one that uh, influences people to believe in a particular way. Give illustration. Give illustration. The more you can illustrate an idea, the more you can illustrate an event, the more uh, examples you can give, the more likely people will believe. Not whether it's true or not. Even if the examples are exaggerated, even if the examples are somewhat off the track, but people like to believe in the things that you can illustrate. You can draw a picture. Illustration is like a picture. It's a word picture. It's a way of visualizing something that's actually happening. So you get into the senses of, through that process of illustration. So if you can illustrate it, then you're more likely to get people to believe in how you believe and what you want them you know, to believe. Here's another one. Make great claims. You know, that insurrection, armed insurrection in January 6th in Washington. All kinds of claims have been made as to what was involved. It was a shooting incident. It was a gun incident. It was an armed incident. You know, but the facts are now not even true. It wasn't an armed incident. You know, we were, it was presented that way. We believed it to be that, but it wasn't that way at all. In fact, the research since that event on January 6th has really shown that dangerous and deadly weapons were not involved. There were two people arrested for having a deadly weapon. But you know what? Those people were not at the incident. Those people were blocks away in Washington, D.C., but they were arrested for having guns. They were then thought to be associated with the armed insurrection of January 6th on the Capitol. Well, it wasn't true at all. But if we make people believe it, then we'll get them to believe in that particular event as what we want them to believe it to be. But here's an interesting uh, result of a study that was done. 400 people from the January 6th event were arrested. 400 of them. Now they took 44 of them, 10% of them, and looked at what they were arrested for. And um, believing that these people all had guns and they were all going to uh, carry out some type of an armed event on the Capitol. Well, here's what they found in these 44 people. Nine of them were arrested for having pepper spray. Nine of them were arrested for having a pole, a flagpole, if you will. Four people were arrested for a riot because they had a police shield. Four people were arrested because they had a small baton. Three people were arrested because they had a stick. Three people were arrested because they had a baseball bat. Two people were arrested because they had a taser. Two people were arrested because they were carrying a fire extinguisher. 
Two people were arrested because they were carrying a crutch. One person was arrested because he had a stun gun that he turned it into a walking stick. So basically it was a walking stick. One person was arrested because he was carrying a police helmet. One person was arrested because he had a knife. One person was arrested because he had a hockey stick. One person was arrested because he had an ice pick, an ice act. There weren't any guns there, were there? And yet this thing was mounted as an armed insurrection, thinking that everybody was carrying guns and all kinds of assault weapons and so on. And here's 44 people arrested, none of them because they had a gun, none of them because they were armed. In other words, the facts did not follow the claim. But if you want people to believe it, make the claims, and make the claims very dramatic, and make the claims over and over and over again, and make the claims very illustrative. So people can get a picture of that and then let the facts come out quite a bit later January 6th was almost five months ago six months ago almost so let the facts come out later because that won't influence people. what will influence people are is the dramatic story that is told at a particular point in time immediately following an event so you can persuade the public by these kind of, of social persuasion social influence so just think about it if you're a person of title you got a lot of power you can illustrate. You got words and you can illustrate things and just make up the illustration. You got a lot of power. You repeat it over and over and over again. If you're interviewed on the television, you're interviewed on the radio, you're interviewed on some kind of a program over and over again, you have a lot of influence. You can make claims that are outrageous. Sometimes the more outrageous, the better because people will believe, they like to believe in the dramatic, you see? But you, if you speak firmly, you speak with authority, you speak with definiteness, you're going to get people to believe you. So here's the point. Social influence. It isn't whether it's true or not. It's whether a person is subject to persuasion by a particular type of person, a particular kind of person, in a particular setting, at a particular time in life. And people believe. And then they follow that belief. And they magnify that belief onto others and get others to follow suit and believe that also. So you see social persuasion? It's strategy. Not the truth. Not the fact. So... Be careful. You're subject to the strategies of people who want to get you to believe in a certain way, politically, religiously, socially, economically, and so on. Be very careful in developing those uh, points of view or taking on a particular point of view without examining the facts and letting time reveal the facts. Bye for now.